Blog Talk Radio. Well, praise the Lord, everybody, and welcome again to Anointed and Appointed Word Ministries with Brother Norman Woodard. I am Brother Norman, and I'll be sharing an anointed and appointed word that will change, challenge, and charge a character to make an impact in this world for the kingdom of God and our Father in heaven. I'd like to send special thanks to Bishop Stephen and Ann Butterfield, who allows me to come before you every Saturday morning and break bread with you. Amen. They have a program which comes on every Saturday evenings at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And the name of their program is Turn On The Light Broadcast. Turn On The Light Broadcast with Bishop Stephen and Ann Butterfield, which comes on every Saturday evenings at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. They're also the assistant pastors at Light Up The World Christian Tabernacle International in Stockbridge, Georgia, where the leaders are Archbishop Ruth W. Smith, who is also the co-founder, and the senior pastor is Pastor Oshabar Hartman with his wife, Lady E. Hartman. They have services every Sunday morning beginning at 9 a.m. with Sunday school, and 10 a.m. begins their worship service. They have Bible studies every Wednesday, actually every Wednesday at noon, Eastern Standard Time. You can call them to this number, 917-388-4161, and listen to the Bible study live. They also have Bible studies at their location every Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Let's light up the world, Christian Tabernacle International in Stockbridge, Georgia. You can catch it on Facebook, YouTube, and their website is comingtothelight.org. That's comingtothelight.org. With you once again for calling in, and before we get into the word, we're going to hear a song, amen?
Hallelujah. She said, when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me, my soul cries, hallelujah, hallelujah. When you think about how good Jesus has, has been to you, what he's done for you, does your soul cry, cry out? Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And then C.C. Winder says, His goodness talking about how how great his goodness is has he done for you that causes you to think about the goodness of God the things that you don't do anymore the things that you don't say anymore. The places that you don't go anymore. All because of the goodness of God and all that he's done for us. Hallelujah. David said it like this. I will bless the Lord at all times, all times. And his praises shall continually be in my mouth, continually. When I think of the goodness, hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Glory to God. Well, thank you once again for calling in. We're going to go ahead and get into the word. Amen. This is the month of October. Only a couple of more months left. For the year 2023. What does God have in store? Hallelujah. I want to thank my, as I call my big bro, Minister George House Moore for sitting in for me last week. Glory to God. That was my, my, my first week off in four years. I, I ain't know how to act. I ain't going to lie. But I'm back at it. Glory to God. Gonna we'll go ahead and get into the word. He he talked about the exercise of faith. Speaking about David, Daniel, and Job, how they had to exercise their faith. God bless them. Thank them for a wonderful word last week. Gonna be coming out of the, the book of Psalms. 
Psalm, the 25th chapter. I'm going to be reading verse 7. Psalm, the 25th chapter, verse 7. And it reads, Remember not the sins of my youth, nor my transgressions. According to thy mercy, remember thou me for thy goodness' sake, O Lord. Remember not the sins of my youth, nor my transgressions. To thy mercy, remember thou me for thy goodness' sake, O Lord. The title of the message this morning is the last part of that verse. For thy goodness' sake, O Lord. For thy goodness' sake, O Lord. Let us pray. Father, we thank you once again for watching over us as we lay down the rest before you. Thank you, Father, for charging your angels to be encamped around about us, protecting us, keeping us in their care, God, fighting off all the fiery darts of the enemy. Thank you, Father, for waking us up this morning to see another glorious day that you have made where we shall rejoice and be glad in it. Thank you, Father, for your word, your word that saves, your word that heals, your word that delivers, your word that sets free, Father, all those who are bound and captive in what we call sin. Thank you for your son, Jesus, Father, who you sent to be the propitiation for our sins, to stand in the gap, Father, to live a sinless life, Father, to take the sins of the world to the cross. But you didn't leave them there, Father. Thank you, Father, for even allowing Jesus to go to hell for us. Going on a mission. Take the keys of hell from Satan. Stripping him of, of his power. And making an open show of him. But you didn't leave him there, Father. For on the third day, you, you raised him up, God, with all power. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father, for allowing Jesus into heaven with his sinless, precious, conquering blood. Seating him on your right hand, Father. Thank you, Father, for Holy Spirit. Sending him to be our guide, our teacher, our comforter, our friend. And thank you for you, almighty God, our father, the creator of heaven and earth. Thank you for considering us, Father, for calling us your own God, for creating us in your image after your likeness. Thank you, Father, for offering us 
the gift of salvation. And now, Father, as we receive your word, help us to apply it to our lives, to make it personal, and to carry it out, Father, that you may be glorified. We thank you and we praise you in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. For thy goodness' sake, O Lord. That's what we're going to talk about this morning. We're going to talk about the goodness of God. Because I don't think we really understand his goodness. Yes, we say God is good all the time. All the time, God is good. But do we really understand his goodness? Let's look at that verse again. Psalm 25th chapter, verse 7. We're going to look at it in the New International Version. We're going to read it in a, in a few different versions so we can get a better understanding of what this scripture is saying. The New International Version says, Psalms 25 and 7. It says, do not remember the sins of my youth and my rebellious ways. According to your love, remember me. For you, Lord, are good. According to your love, remember me. For you, Lord, are good. Let's look at it in a new in the the New American Standard Bible. And it reads, Do not remember the sins of my youth or my transgressions. According to your loving kindness, remember me for your goodness' sake, O Lord. So the the New International Version says, according to your love, remember me. And the New American Standard Bible says, according to your loving kindness, remember me. Now I'm going to look at it in the New Living Translation. And it reads, do not remember the rebellious sins of my youth. Remember me in the light of your unfailing love. For you are merciful, O Lord. Remember me in the light of your unfailing love. For you are merciful, O Lord. And the last one, the message. Translation reads, forget that I sowed wild oats. It says, forget that I sowed. <laughs> Don't even remember. Don't even think about it. But it says that when God forgives us, 
he throws our sins into the sea of forgetfulness. He doesn't even remember them anymore. Says, forget that I sold wild oats. Mark me with your sign of love. Plan only the best for me, God. Plan only the best for me. Let's look at the word goodness. Goodness is the quality or state of being good. The quality or state of being good. Listen to this one. The nutritious, flavorful, or beneficial part of something. That's what goodness is. The nutritious, flavorful, or beneficial part of something. Let's look at let's look at Psalm thirty fourth chapter. Psalm thirty fourth chapter. And verse 8. And it reads, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Hallelujah. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is nutritious. That the Lord is flavorful. That the Lord is beneficial. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusted in him. Psalm 119, verse 103. Psalm 119, verse 103. And it reads, How sweet are thy words unto my taste. Yea, Sweeter than honey to my mouth. That's how good God is. Says how sweet are thy words unto my taste. Yea, sweeter than honey to my mouth. Jesus said that we should not live by bread alone. But by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. That's why they call the word of God our daily bread. Because it's nutritious, it's flavorful, it's beneficial. It's the goodness of God. Even the, the, the next verse, Psalms 25th chapter, verse 8. It reads, good and upright is the Lord. Throughout the Bible, we see where it says, the Lord is good. God is good. 
good. The word good means well, well, in, in a good or proper manner, justly, rightly, satisfactorily, with respect to conduct or action. That's how God operates. Satisfactorily, with respect to conduct or action. In a good or proper manner, justly, rightly. Let's look at Psalm 25th, 8 chapter, 25th chapter, 8 verse. I'm going to look at it in the New International Version. And it reads, good and upright is the Lord. Listen to that. He's good and upright. Therefore, he instructs sinners in his ways. The New Living Translation reads, The Lord is good and does what is right. That's why he's a good God. Not only is he good, but he, he, he's rightly. He does what is right. And the message translation reads, God is fair and just. He corrects the misdirected, sends them in the right direction. That's who he is. His love corrects us. His love redirects us. His love sends us in the right direction. He's fair. He's just. He's good. He's upright. He does what is right. It says, for thy goodness' sake, O Lord. The word sake means end or purpose. For thy purpose, the good, advantage, or enhancement of some entity as an ideal. God is for our good. That's his purpose for us. Jeremiah 29, 11. Let's look at that. Jeremiah 29. Verse 11. Last week, Minister George mentioned to y'all about him turning his pages. I, I said they used to. They used to hearing them pages turn. Glory to God. Jeremiah 29th chapter, verse 11. In the New Living Translation. And it reads. For I know the plans. I have for you. Says the Lord. They are plans. For good. And not for disaster. To give you a future. And a hope. 
They are plans for good. He's a good God. The message translation reads, I know what I'm doing. I have it all planned out. Plan to take care of you, not abandon you. Plans to give you the future you hope for. See, a, a, another definition for sake is personal or social welfare, safety or benefit. For thy goodness' sake. Personal or social welfare, safety or benefit. Now let's look at it in the Amplified Bible. Jeremiah 29 and 11. And it reads, For I know the thoughts and plans that I have for you, says the Lord. Thoughts and plans for welfare and peace and not for evil to give you hope in your final outcome. Says thoughts and plans for welfare and peace. For thy goodness' sake. For your personal or social welfare. Your safety or benefit. Everything God does. Is for. Our personal. Or social welfare. It's for our safety. And for our benefit. Let's look at Exodus 33rd chapter. Exodus the 33rd chapter. This is Moses having a conversation with God. I'm going to start at verse verse 7. We'll start at verse 7. And it reads, And Moses took the tabernacle and pitched it without the camp, afar off from the camp, and called it the tabernacle of the congregation. And it came to pass that everyone which sought the Lord went out unto the tabernacle of the congregation, which was without the camp. And it came to pass when Moses went out Unto the tabernacle that all the people rose up and stood every man at his tent door and looked after Moses until he was gone into the tabernacle. And it came to pass as Moses entered into the tabernacle, the cloudy pillar descended and stood at the door of the tabernacle. And the Lord talked with Moses. Listen to that. That's called a, a visitation of the presence of God. It says, and it came to pass as Moses entered into the tabernacle, 
the cloudy pillar descended and stood at the door of the tabernacle and the Lord talked with Moses and all the people saw the cloudy pillar stand at the tabernacle door and all the people rose up and worshiped every man in his tent door glory to God and the Lord spake unto Moses face to face as a man speaketh unto his friend and he turned again into the camp but his servant Joshua the son of Nun a young man departed not out of the tabernacle hmm. Who are you training? Who's following you? And Moses said unto the Lord, See, thou sayest unto me, Bring up this people, and thou hast not let me know whom thou wouldst send with me. Yet thou hast said, I know thee by name, and thou hast also found grace in my sight. Now, therefore, I pray thee, if I have found grace in thy sight, show me now thy way that I may know thee, that I may find grace in thy sight. Listen to this, what Moses is asking God says, now therefore I pray thee, if I have found grace in thy sight, show me now thy way, that I may know thee, that I may find grace in thy sight, and consider that this nation is thy people. See, Moses had this, this great responsibility of leading the nation of Israel. Millions of people And so he was asking him And he said My presence This, this is what God said to him Said My presence Shall go with thee And I will give thee rest And Moses responded if thy presence go not with me, carry us not of hence. Listen to that. Moses said, if your presence don't go with us, I don't even want to go. Let that sink in. We should be going nowhere without the presence of God. I'm going to say that again. We should be going nowhere without the presence of God. Verse 16 reads, for wherein shall it be known here 
that I and thy people have found grace in thy sight. Is it not in that thou goest with us? So shall we be separated, I and thy people, from all the people that are upon the face of the earth. It should be a distinct separation between the people of God and the people of the world. A distinct separation. Says, so shall we be separated, I and thy people, from all the people that are upon the face of the earth. There should be a difference. We are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, and holy nation, a peculiar people. We're different. There's no way the people of God should be trying to be like the world. The people in the world should be trying to be like the people of God. That should be a distinct separation. And the Lord said unto Moses, I will do this thing also that thou hast spoken, for thou hast found grace in my sight, and I know thee by name. And I know thee by name. Does God know your name? Not your nickname. Your God-given name. Because your name is your purpose. Say that again. Your name is your purpose. And he said, I beseech thee. This is what Moses said. I beseech thee, show me thy glory. Now, think about this request. Let's look at 1 Timothy, 1 chapter. We're going to look at Look at verse 13. This is talking about Jesus. It says, Who only have immortality, dwelling in the light which no man can approach unto, whom no man hath seen, 
nor can see, whom be honor and power everlasting. This is talking about God. This is talking about Almighty God. Says who only has immortality, dwelling in the light, which no man can approach unto. This is this is how glorious God's presence is. says, dwells in the light which no man can approach unto, whom no man has seen, nor can see, to whom be honor and power everlasting. Amen. Now let's look at Revelation. Revelation, the fourth chapter. going to start at verse 1. And it reads, After this I looked, and behold, a door was opened in heaven. And the first voice which I heard was as it were of a trumpet talking with me, which said, Come up hither, and I will show thee things which must be hereafter. And immediately I was in the spirit. And behold, a throne was set in heaven, and one sat on the throne. Listen to this. says, one sat on the throne, and he that sat was to look upon like a jasper and a sardine stone. And there was a rainbow round about the throne in sight like unto an emerald. And round about the throne were four and twenty seats. And upon the seats I saw four and twenty elders sitting, clothed in white raiment. And they had on their heads crowns of gold. And out of the throne proceeded lightnings and thunderings, and voices. And there were seven lamps, fire, burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. And before the throne there was a sea of glass, like unto crystal. And in the midst of the throne, and round about the throne, there were four beasts, full of eyes, before and behind. And the first beast was like a lion, and the second beast like a calf, and the third beast had a face as a man, and the fourth beast was like a flying eagle. And the four beasts had each of them six wings about him, and they were full of eyes within, and they rest not day and night, saying, Holy Holy, holy, Lord God Almighty, which was and is and is to come. Now, now it says that they they rest not 
day and night, repeating this. That's just how glorious God is. That's just how majestic he is, how how marvelous and, and wonderful he is. That every facet of his image, of his presence, causes them to say, holy, holy, holy. Lord God Almighty. And when those beasts give glory and honor and thanks to him that sat on the throne who liveth forever and ever, the four and twenty elders fall down before him that sat on the throne and worship him that liveth forever and ever and cast their crowns before the throne, saying, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. You deserve my words. You deserve my praise. Adoration and glory belongs to you always. Glory and honor and power, for thou hast created all things, and for thy pleasure they are and were created. And now I, I laid this foundation so that we can understand what Moses was asking God. He says, I beseech thee, show me thy glory. This what what we just Read in Revelation. And God says, I will make all my goodness pass before thee. And I will proclaim the name of the Lord before thee. And will be gracious to whom I will be gracious. And will show mercy on whom I will show mercy. We're back in Exodus. 33rd chapter, verse 20, and he said, thou canst not see my face, glory to God, for there shall no man see and live. He said, I, I, I can't show you my glory, but, but, but this is what I would do, because no man can see my glory. No man can see my face and live. Verse 21 reads, And the Lord said, Behold, there is a place by me. Put an emphasis on by me. There is a place by me. And thou shalt stand upon a rock, and it shall come to pass while my glory passes by, that I will put thee in a cliff of the rock, and will cover thee 
with my hand while I pass by. Listen to that. That's his protection. That's his covering. That's his grace. He says, and it shall come to pass while my glory passes by. Because you can't see it. You can't see it and live. But I will put thee in a cliff of the rock. Cliff of the rock. And will cover thee with my hand while I pass by. I will take away my hand and thou shalt see my back part. But my face shall not be seen. Let's go to John, first chapter. John, first chapter. Starting at verse 14. And it reads, And the word was made flesh. And dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory. The glory as of the only begotten of the Father. Full of grace and truth. Listen to this. Verse 16 reads, And of his fullness. Have we all received and grace for grace? For the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. No man hath seen God at any time, because no man can see him. And live. Only begotten son. Which is in the bosom. Of the father. He hath declared him. Verse 14 again. And the word was made flesh. And dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory. The glory as of the only begotten of the Father. Full of grace and truth. Now Exodus 33rd chapter. God told Moses. He said. Behold, there is a place by me, and thou shalt stand upon a rock. Is a place by me. Let's go to Colossians. Colossians, the first chapter, third chapter.
Colossians, the third chapter. Starting at verse 1. And it reads, If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Listen to that. It says Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. And he told Moses, there is a place by me. Verse 2 says, set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth. For ye are dead, and your life is hid with Christ in God. He says, I'm going to put thee in the cliff of the rock and will cover thee with my hand. Says we are here with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then ye also appear with him in glory. Hallelujah. In glory. Talking about the goodness of God. The goodness of God. Is the son of God. All of his goodness. All of his glory. All of his magnificence. The fullness of him. Is in Christ. And we. Are in. Christ. says, if ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sits on the right hand of God. For thy goodness' sake, O Lord. That's where we dwell. We dwell. In the goodness of God. So when people see us, they should see the goodness of God. They should see the glory of God. Because we are in Christ, who is the fullness of his glory. They're not looking at us, but they're looking at the one who we dwell in. The goodness 
for thy goodness' sake, O Lord. Show us the way. Wherever we go, we should be taking the goodness of God. And we should be saying, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. That the Lord is nutritious, flavorful, beneficial. He said, I know the plans that I have for you. Thoughts of peace. And not of evil. Plans to prosper you. Not to harm you. Thoughts and plans for welfare and peace. Not for evil. To give you hope in your final outcome. For thy goodness's sake, O Lord. Thank you, Father, for being so good to us. For being so gracious, so kind, so loving, so caring. That you sent your only begotten Son, Jesus Christ. Offering us the gift of salvation. That if we're in him, we are new creatures. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. We thank you and we praise you for thy goodness' sake. Oh, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Amen. For thy goodness' sake, oh, Lord. God bless you. Love you. Talk to you next week. Anointed and appointed word ministries with Brother Norman Woodard.